This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, October 14th, and let's talk about the weather forecast. The bottom line is the next few days will be warm, dry, and smoky over much of western Washington and Oregon. Temperatures will rise to around 80 degrees Fahrenheit over western Washington and into the 80s within the Willamette Valley over the weekend with no rain at all. The winds will be easterly, and that's the problem, from the east. And these winds will develop over the Cascades, and as they move over the Cascades and descend on the western side, they'll help to rev up some of the fires that are currently burning, such as the Bolt Creek Fire, and help move the smoke into western Oregon and Washington over the weekend. So today we have you know, very moderate air quality conditions. Some of them are actually poor on the eastern side of Puget Sound. But I expect unhealthy conditions will dominate over the weekend. So it does not look good for air quality. Now, why do we have this situation happening? Why is it getting warm again? And why the easterly flow? Well, the origin has to do with the development of an upper level ridge of high pressure again over the region. And that upper level ridge is associated with high pressure at low levels to the east of us. And that helps produce easterly winds that warm as they descend the western slopes of the Cascades. Uh, This descending air can also cause the pressure to fall over Puget Sound, over the Lamed Valley. That's called the thermal trough. And the combination of the high pressure in the interior and lower pressure in the western lowlands will tend to produce easterly winds. These easterly winds not only can move the smoke down to us, but they can actually start fires. So that's something we have to be careful of. The strong easterly winds are particularly threatening uh, near the Columbia Gorge, north of the Columbia Gorge into Clark County. Now, this ridge of high pressure aloft will hold into the weekend, but weaken during next week. But there'll still be enough of it. The temperatures will be way above normal, dropping maybe into the 70s in western Washington and upper 70s in uh, western Oregon. And so there'll be another mild dry period extending into next week. And there could be a little bit of smoke, but not as much as this weekend. But on late Friday afternoon, Friday evening of next week, I think that's the 21st, everything changes as the ridge fades away and a powerful Pacific jet stream uh, thrusts itself into the region. Temperatures will plummet by 10 to 20 degrees Fahrenheit. And rain, and I'm talking about real rain, will hit our region as much as several inches in the mountains. The air quality will will be restored. And I suspect that the regional fires, such as the Bold Creek Fire, among others, will be knocked down for the season. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. An important question 
is how far into the future can we forecast the weather skillfully? This question is particularly acute this week, as many are asking about when fall rains will return to the Northwest. The answer today, in 2022, is very different than the answer would have been even a few decades before. Weather prediction is dependent on numerical simulation of the future using forecast models that simulate the, the evolution of the atmosphere over time. Now, we start with the three-dimensional description of the atmosphere, which we call the initialization, and then forecast models, which include the equations that describe the physics of the atmosphere, simulate how the atmosphere will change over time. Now, during the past decades, our forecast models have gotten much better for two main reasons. First, with satellite observations, our description of the atmosphere, the initialization, is far better, even over the most remote oceans and Arctic areas. And that satellite data really came in during the late 80s and early 90s, that period. Second, with vastly increased computer resources, the models can be run with increased resolution, the ability to simulate detail, and with far more comprehensive physics, such as improved descriptions of clouds and radiation. Now, forecast skill is obviously greatest for short-term forecasts, hours or a few days ahead, and skill fades for longer periods. Now, why does forecast skill degrade with time? One reason is that we can never perfectly describe the current situation of the weather, and these small errors increase with time. There is a fancy name for this situation. The atmosphere is a chaotic, nonlinear system, and such systems amplify small initial errors over the time. They grow and grow. Our forecast skill is also limited by the resolution of our forecast models, their ability to describe smaller scale atmospheric features. Another problem is our lack of understanding of some basic atmospheric processes, such as the mechanisms for producing precipitation. Global models have substantial skill out approximately six to eight days. We can produce maps that look very close to the real thing. And they do have some useful skill out to approximately two weeks. The most skillful global model is now run by the European Center for Medium Range Weather Forecasting, EC ECMWF. And number two is the United Kingdom Met Office. The US model, called the GFS, the Global Forecasting System, is third or fourth, perhaps behind the Canadians, in terms of prediction accuracy. To give you an idea of the differences in skill, the European models have about an additional day of useful prediction skill. An interesting point is that the number of days of substantial forecast skill actually depends on the weather situation. It's not always the same. Some weather situations are simply easier to forecast. And importantly, we now have tools to determine what days we have more skill and less, 
how far into the future our forecasts are reliable. And this is very, very nice. These systems also allow us to extend the forecast skill in time. What is this new tool? The tool is ensembles of many forecasts, each slightly different. Something we can do now because we have so much more computer power. In an ensemble, one can make small changes in the initializations, all with an observational error, and run the model, the forecast, many times, each with slightly different initial state. Or we can tweak the parameters describing the physics of the atmosphere where there's some uncertainty, each using slightly different radiation or how clouds work or whatever. By running dozens of forecasts like this, we can determine situations where the forecasts don't change much if you tweak things initially or you use different physics. And these periods where the forecasts are very robust, even with slight changes in the modeling system, the initialization of the physics, these, these periods produce more reliable and robust forecasts out even many days. And we can also determine periods where the forecast skill is probably going to be poor, that the model forecast is very sensitive to how we start the prediction. So what's going to happen next week? That's what everyone wants to know. When will or if the rain will return? Most of the forecasts of the European model ensemble system, the latest forecasts, are producing a period of substantial precipitation over western Washington starting late Friday night and into Saturday of next week. In fact, it starts then and keeps on going. We are talking about several inches for the week beginning you know, next weekend. Uh, the less skillful U.S. ensemble system shows a little bit less precipitation, but still a shift towards cooler weather conditions. Now, interestingly, we can go even further than this. We can statistically combine a wide variety of forecasts in many ensemble systems to produce a calibrated forecast. And this is something done by the National Weather Service, a National Blend of Model System. And this system is going for precipitation to begin next weekend as well. Now, nothing is for sure in this world, and that's particularly true of forecasting. But the best tools we have suggest that cooler, wetter conditions are ahead starting next weekend. So if you need to do some outside painting or some other activity that requires warmth and dry conditions, I recommend you do it this weekend. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.